Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. Hello, everyone. My name is Renee Ventreat. I'm the owner of Cork and Kent Tours in Loudoun County, Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C. And welcome to the Tourpreneur Podcast. I am very fortunate to be working with Chris and Mitch as a guest host podcaster. And one of the great things I get to do is talk to other operators, just like you and I, um, about um, what it is that we do, what our passion is with, you know, within tourism. And so my guest today is someone who I am familiar with because met him through the Torpreneur group years ago. He has planned two vacations of a lifetime for myself and my family. And I understand a lot about what his business does that's different. And I want him to tell you all about it. So I want to welcome and introduce to everyone Roberto D'Alessandro of Touring Italy. Hello, Roberto. How are you? Hi, Renee. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me here. Thank you, Chris and Tourpreneur, for uh, allowing me this opportunity to speak and uh, share my story with you. And uh, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. I'm really happy you were available too, Roberto, because the way that you do business is very different and way more elevated than a lot of people do. And part of it may be that people don't try as hard, but part of it might be that they're not really aware of what it means to really elevate the level of service. So. I want to dig right in to some of the things that I have found that you've done, and you're going to tell me a little bit about how you do them that way. So, for example, you cover the entire country of Italy. You, you know, you've done tours for my family that went from, you know, Florence and Rome and Bologna all the way down into the Amalfi Coast. So why do you have such a good grasp on not just your area where you're from in southern Italy, but on all of the, all the country? Why are you so good at all of Italy? Well, thank you. But uh, first of all, uh, I don't think uh, I'm that great because I I feel that uh, there is still a lot uh, of room of improvement and many, many things, many, many areas for me to that I should know better. <laughs> that, you are uh, that... too humble, way too humble. I mean, if I went on and on in detail about what you've done for my family on our vacation, people would be booking you immediately. So you, you, you do something. Is it education? Have a lot yourself. Why do you know the whole country? Well, uh, as I said, Italy, it is a small country, especially compared to such big country like United States. Hmm. Uh, although um, it's a huge touristic uh, uh, destination uh, for people from all over the world, because it's so rich in uh, art and culture and food, and uh, especially it's so diverse. It's a, it's a it's a small country. If you look on the maps, it's 
it's not big, but it's uh, so rich and uh, full of uh, different things. And it changes uh, um, each region as its own uh, uh, character. Uh, it's a distinctive. Uh, it gives you it gives you a different feeling everywhere you go. It's a different yeah. land, landscape, uh, uh, different landmarks. Uh, so if for a traveler, I mean, uh, when you come to Italy for the first time. I think it, it makes you feel feel like you're uh, visiting many countries in, in one. So. It's true. It's true. It's why we were able to do, you know, we spent almost a month total on vacations in Italy in the past two years. And, okay, we did repeat a couple of restaurants that were just so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but now you're absolutely right. It really is um, a so different, you know, even from just the different wine regions um, or the different construction. Pizza is even different. Pizza in Naples is not the same as pizza in Rome. And, you know, so it's just, it's it's really fun. And what makes a, a trip special with you is that everywhere we went, uh, you showed us how to really view the area like a local. Um, so, you know, what do you do for on your tours with the people who work for you? How do you ensure the type of experience that they're going to have in each region? Well, uh, I, first of all, I try to listen to my guests' uh, needs and wishes very carefully. And for that part, I try to take as much as, as many notes as I can. Uh, if I'm, uh, if I'm, uh, uh, if I'm uh, basically in touch through, through WhatsApp or Messenger, uh, if it is through emails, it's easier to have everything recorded, but sometimes it's more difficult for me to actually understand and uh, dig into everyone's uh, mind. <laughs> uh, what, what what do they expect uh, me to deliver? What do they dream of Italy? What do, yeah. I mean, uh, sometimes, you know, uh, dreams uh, are different than uh, reality and, um, Italy uh, is uh, in everyone's dreams, I guess. Uh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when you dream of something, you tend to make it even uh, more beautiful than it maybe is. So uh, our job is, uh, first of all, very difficult because we need to at least be as good as uh, people's dream. <laughs> oh, you definitely have gone beyond that whenever we've been there. Um, I think, you know, part of it, uh, one thing that I noticed is your guide, like when we asked for a tour of Rome, we had somebody who was from Rome. When we did a tour of Pompeii, she was a Pompeian. Uh, so you, how did you develop these connections with all of these people who really know the areas that, you know, that your guests want to go to? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, the, the real, uh, I mean, uh, the real reason, I mean, uh, the, the the truth of the matter is that of course uh um myself i'm not uh, a certified tour guide so mm -hmm. i cannot be with rene if rene was my guest and paying me and show her inside the vatican museums or uh, inside the archaeological park of pompeii uh, but I am myself, uh, of course, licensed as a tool company and professional driver, mm -hmm. which uh, this uh, is, is probably another uh, topic uh, in Italy. It uh, takes a lot of time to, to, to become a lot of effort. 
Well, you know, there are other operators who are going to see this who are either thinking about starting a business um, in Italy, a tour business, or are in kind of the same situation and trying to figure out how to really, you know, grow their network. So it's, it is important to understand that. So because it's a little bit different than it is in the States. So it is very different. Yeah, it is very different. Um, when uh, now we have a European law, I guess, uh, in terms um, that, that regulates the the job of guy of being a guide, and uh, basically uh, anyone from any other European country who is licensed, uh, I don't know, in Spain can come and be a guide in Pompeii, inside Pompeii, with their own group, for example. Okay. Which uh, I think it's fair, but only until a certain point. Uh, I mean, if you if you do it once a year with your own group, it's fine. If you if you if you move uh, from Spain to be a guide uh, in Italy, it could be also okay. But uh, you know, uh, I have developed it, um, a large net, like you said, of um, of uh, trusted uh, travel professionals uh, throughout Italy. Because I believe in um, the pride that they can uh, put into their work. Uh, because um, touring uh, a, a place with a, a, someone who is a local and who is also a professional, who is certified, uh, gives you a totally different um, level of service. Uh, because they, they usually they should put uh, much more uh, effort and uh, pride uh, into it. Yeah. So um, they may uh, say those little tips uh, that someone else just wouldn't wouldn't know. So I yeah, tried to. Exactly what we found is that every single one of the guides you set us up with had exactly that. The whole all the big tourist groups are going this way, and your guides are like, this is where this is where the locals, you know, come with me, come to you know Rome or Naples, and you know the secret food tours and things like that. So. So yeah, so you've got a network of those types of guides all over, um, all over Italy, and in just the major cities, or in some of the small towns as well. Well, some in uh, some are also in uh, living small towns, although um, I never push uh, my myself. Meaning uh, when I uh, when I get contacted, especially through emails by someone that I don't know and wants to, to do a trip in Italy and asks me for tours, um, often, very, very often, almost every time, I don't know their budget. I don't know how many tours they can afford to, to have. So if they tell me uh, one or two areas, uh, I try to concentrate on those tours. And, uh, and then I give them a little tip. Uh, since you are in Florence, Please know that you could also do that, but I don't necessarily say you can do this through us or through me or with me or with my guides, uh, because uh, I think um, uh, people just don't want to be pushed into this type of settings. These are experiences, and uh, on top of it, on top of it, uh, when it comes to small towns. Uh, I always try to remind my guests, uh, be a traveler, don't be a tourist. So it's okay. It's okay to, it's okay to spend uh, a couple hours on your own. You won't get lost. People won't, <laughs> one, we will not trap you. <laughs> I mean, you are in a safe, 
safe place. I mean, it's a small town. You just wander around, you grab a coffee, you sit down, have lunch. Uh, today you also have Google Maps, so you cannot go <laughs> get lost. You know what works really great with your drivers? So they would um, uh, they would actually tell us, okay, so this is where you're going. Um, that Roberto has a reservation for you at this restaurant. Um, and you can just drop, I'm going to drop a pin and then I will be able to, you know, know, uh, you can see where I'm going to be and, and I'll meet you back at this place around this time. So it was really, really easy to go and wander on our own and then know where our driver that day was, I think it was Massimiliano. So, um, you know, where he was sitting, you know, waiting for us and then just, you know, driving through, he would like kind of slow down and show us, Hey, look, you know, this, uh, this is something that most people don't know about this piece of art. Um, you know, he actually took us to the Roman theater at one point that we didn't know it was around the corner from where we were standing. So your guides just really um, understand that it is about an experience for a travel, not, you know, buying little Mona Lisa bobbleheads <laughs> in, a, in a tourist square. So you really do focus on an experience over just a, a tour. And I, I love that you made that, that distinction. And it's something that some tour operators need to still remember and work on is that you want them to experience your destination, not just see this one particular site. Uh, and you, you've you created a real a real family around all the people who you work with who are the drivers and the translators, and they just understand the area. So is, is that something that you think has, has been responsible for your success and how many tours you're able to do and peak customers? What do you think makes makes your business, you know, so successful. I know as one of your guests, that's what I thought. So what do you think is, is part of your, your secret that makes things best for, for your guests? Well, thank you so much for your, your uh, always super nice words about me and our travel services. I'm really flattered. I'm honored to listen to them. I have never enough of, the, <laughs> of your words. Uh, although, uh, well, uh, I don't think I'm, I'm that successful, especially because uh, I never uh, settled for uh, uh, a certain amount of success. There is not such a thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. I can always get more, uh, but um, not in terms of numbers. Uh, but, you know, I could, I could always do better myself. Um, so uh, I may put Let's ask in a different way. What do you think your guests like most about doing tours with your company? What about that? What do those? What do your guests like best? Well, uh, what I've been hearing, uh, to be honest, is the fact that uh, I am always uh, very uh, fast in replying uh, at all times through emails, chats, WhatsApp, Messenger, on the phone, uh, at any hour, at any hour. Uh, so they really appreciate it. Uh, they they see that there is someone there. Uh, answering uh, calls and texts and emails. So this uh, builds uh, trust and exactly. it's the most important. So they know that there is someone here actually working for them, waiting for them, uh, planning their trip. And uh, I'm not I'm not just going to disappear and take their money and, uh, <laughs> and go away. Exactly. You're absolutely right, though. That trust for the very beginning is super important, you know, because time is... is is a, is a commodity too, you know? And so when you're trusting someone, you're flying all the way to Europe, you only have a certain amount of time to really enjoy yourself. So you wanna work with someone that you can trust. So that's a great takeaway right there, Roberto, is you build that trust by having strong communication 
um, and and really understanding, you know, what they want. So you make a big effort to make sure you understand what somebody needs and wants. So you were talking about some things that could get better. And one of the things that you said uh, made me think about processes that a lot of times those of us, you know, while we're in the, you know, the industry, kind of forget about. Um, like an intake form, like for example, to know what the person's budget is or how many people are traveling, what are the ages of the travelers and do they want to walk a lot or do they want to eat a lot, things like that. So do you think that that's one of the improvements um, that you would want to see with your business this year is being able to understand the guest from beginning a little bit better so that it's less back and forth? Yeah, the, definitely. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that is, a, I don't know if it is a dream or a goal, actually, because they haven't set up. <laughs> well, there's technology partners who also watch these podcasts. So there may be somebody out there who's got the kind of technology you need to, you know, to create uh, maybe a, a stronger um, intake form that interviews, almost interview your guests to find out what they want, you know, so that that way, the first things that you send them make them feel like, oh, okay, this guy understands what I'm looking for. He knows that I only have this much to spend a day and I, I want to be relaxed in this part and I want to do you know history at this part. So what is your background with tourism, Roberto? Did you go to school for tourism? No, I actually did not take uh, any training uh, for tourism except uh, just being a child myself as much as I could in the early years of my youth. Uh-huh. Uh, I did go to school, but... Uh, it was for uh, diplomatic and international relations. And as I often joke with my guests, I'm doing my own international relations here. <laughs> we were definitely an ambassador for your country and definitely diplomatic and do right. I have to be diplomatic. I have to be diplomatic to run my company. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> there could not be a company at all, you know. So, but yeah, that, that's fascinating. And I think a lot of us in tourism, didn't start here, but there is something that was kind of a passion that ended up putting us here. So you've been in business how long? What year did you start your company? I started exactly January 2nd, 2014. So this is uh, already my ninth year on my own. I had previously worked worked in Italy as a tour director for a small American company doing tours in Italy. And then I quit and uh, decided to be on my own. I'm still very grateful to my former boss who taught me a lot. Uh, although we are not um, speaking terms today, although if she ever uh, listens to this podcast, uh, she has to know that I'm grateful to her. That's important. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. She introduced me to this uh, world of tourism and uh, I made a career out of it in life life better i mean uh, because it's basically uh what provides for my family for my kids for my wife and uh for my for for, for people who work with me for me so uh this has become today it's it's not a it's not an attempt uh it's uh now i have uh, i have the duty i mean uh, of uh, the responsibility for for myself and for others uh uh, this has to work. I mean, uh, it cannot be a guess anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, don't, yeah, well, the good part is that you have, you know, I mean, you just have so much wealth of, of things to share in Italy and the amount of knowledge that you have about what people can do whenever they go to, you know, to different areas. 
just because someone's in Tuscany doesn't mean it's only about the wine. There's also food, there's history, there's, you know, archaeological, you know, wonders in the area. And, you know, being able to give people a fuller picture of what your country is all about is part of what really does make your business special. You know, I've planned vacation um, as an operator myself, but also as a traveler, you know, for, for decades now. And the way that you do communicate with people and the depth of knowledge you have is a really big differentiator for your business. So I applaud you. I congratulate you for really doing some impressive things with how you make people feel and how you make them experience Italy. Let me ask you another question. Um, I know that in 2020, you know, bad things happened and the pandemic really changed a lot of ways that we operate for tourism. So did, did the pandemic have a big change for you? I mean, you were in business for six years before, you know, 2020 happened and now you're back in business. Uh, we saw you back in 2021. So are there big differences in the way that you had to operate between before and after? Well, first of all, uh, I need to thank you again for your uh, beautiful words that you spend about myself and uh, about our travel services. I can really cannot thank you enough every time. So I got to say this first. Oh, and not. Thank you. And second of all, uh, Sorry if uh, sometimes you see my head on the on the desk. I'm taking notes because there is a lot while you talk. Uh, while you talk, I take notes because there is a lot that I would like to add later if I can. You're looking up recipes. You're not fooling anyone. You're looking at funny little cats and dogs. I, I'm hip to what you're doing, Roberto. <laughs> Thanks so much. Oh uh, yeah. Um, how how things change? Yeah, COVID. Yeah, I should answer about COVID. Um, well, um, today is January 9th, 2023, and I am grateful as every day to be here. And if, uh, we got through COVID, uh, I mean, we should all be happy. Uh, we should only be sad for, uh, those who are not here today with us, uh, because of COVID. So, um, uh, first of all, uh, we're talking about a, a minus uh, um, uh, event like uh, the loss uh, of money, which is uh, not as <laughs> as bad as uh, losing your uh, health or uh, life, of course. Yeah. Having that said, uh, I am uh, very grateful that uh, I came into 2020 with, uh, like we say in Italian, spalle forti, strong shoulders. <laughs> Oh, I like that. <laughs> but uh, I mean, uh, I don't think that I was or I am rich. Just that I had three good years of work. 2017, 2018 and 2019 were three very good years growing and growing and growing for my company. And of course, 2020, uh, as for the rest of the tourism in the world, I guess we all expected a huge year. Uh, for 2020, but of course it did not happen. And uh, uh, thankfully, I do have a, an amazing, uh, uh, an amazing way uh, to remember the year. Uh, my very first uh, son was born in February 2020, so 2020 can can never be a bad year for me <laughs> for my family. Uh, leaving that aside for a minute. Uh, um, 
but of course, you know, being my friend that my family is who I am and uh, you're also my family actually. So, you know, that it means the world to me. So, uh, had you had to, did you have to change? Um, some of the ways that you did business from before, did, did, you know, aside from, you know, we had the mask and we had some things, but did Italy have um, uh, regulations that made you have to think differently and change the way that you were doing business? Well, uh, if I had uh, any business during COVID, I actually could have worked because in Italy, uh, technically, I was uh, considered, my company was considered an essential <laughs> How? This, makes, this will make you laugh because it's strange. An essential uh, work, uh, the job, an essential job. Um, because uh, technically, uh, my company, we uh, are not even registered in Italy as a tourism company, but we are part of the uh, transportation, mm. transportation company. So yeah, we were... Yeah, we were aligned in the same, we are in the same law of a taxi, basically. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you are in the street, uh, you know, a public bus, a taxi, has always been there for people. So technically, but technically not in, the re in reality, we could have worked if we, if we had any, any guests, anyone signing up. Of course, we didn't have anybody because we referred then our clientele, our uh, model of business only to uh, a deluxe, luxury, uh, high-end uh, clientele, not necessarily super high budgets, not necessarily, you don't have to be rich to uh, afford our services. That I, I want to make clear this. <laughs> I want to make clear this because uh, we try to meet everyone's budget first and of course everyone's uh, needs and wishes. Uh, as I was saying, I'm trying to remember your question and answer it. You asked me if I had to change anything during COVID. Well, um, of course, we had to wear masks, uh, as you remember, all over 2021 in our cars, in our vehicles as a professional driver. And so and so did uh, our guests. Mm -hmm. But um, it was a really, a, a my, and of course, I have a sanitizer. But it was a, a minor change, so uh, I, I wouldn't say uh, this was uh, really important. Although, although, um, although, um, to, uh, what COVID brought me to think is that uh, our industry, of course, tourism in general is very fragile. Is the first one that uh, goes down when there is an international crisis. There is a, a war or in, uh, terrorism or a pandemic. Uh, anything we are the first to be shot in the head <laughs> yeah <so. laughs> horrible analogy <laughs> but i know what you mean so what, what happened so do you have um multiple streams um that you develop for your company in case something like this happens again and tourism goes away how are you staying um agile how are you making sure that you can stay afloat in case something else happens i think that is a big lesson that the pandemic taught us is that you have to, you know, diversify some of their revenue streams. So what have you done to protect yourself from something else like that? Well, thank you for the question. I wish I had done more, uh, but I haven't done uh, a lot because um, most of my financial resources over the years 
uh, I've decided to put it into my project, my goal, and, uh, and my company, Touring Italy, to keep it growing, growing, growing. Uh, if you speak to my wife, she, she knows better. We live in a very tiny apartment. You know, you've been here with two little kids and we don't even own it. I mean, we, we don't even have a mortgage because I've put all my money into my company. Uh, just to have these years growing and growing as much as we can. Uh, um, uh, I wish, uh, I mean, if there were ever uh, another international crisis, uh, we should have uh, cash in our hands, in our banks, uh, to make it through one, two, three years without working. Yeah. And you you should always think about that. And... Uh, and also, yeah, diversifying is a huge challenge mm -hmm. uh, for me because uh, this would mean uh, refer my services to a different type of clientele, perhaps a business clientele, perhaps mm -hmm. during winter, during my low season. And um, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to be more known in my community. As I was telling Chris before you connected earlier, um, since I love soccer, I love football, I'm re a huge passion, a huge passionate uh, about soccer. Um, yeah. This year, I even, uh, I, I was even a little sponsor for my local team, my soccer <laughs> local team. And, <laughs> but it's nothing. But, you know, just I want people around me uh, who know my name uh, not to wonder uh, anymore what I do. Because they may see me around, as, uh, as I was telling you yesterday, last night. Uh, they may say they may see me around every day at all different hours of the day, taking my kids to school, going to the grocery store, and, um, like if I was a uh, uh, eighty years old man, you know. <laughs> like when does this guy work? What does this guy do? <laughs> does, does it even work? So you know, that's, that's another good takeaway, Roberto. Is um, you know, being a part of that community, making sure the community knows who you are and supports you, if something were to happen where the tourism revenue stream went away, your community knows you and will, you know, also be there for you. And there may be, you know, uh, some other opportunities, maybe go to school to talk to children about what it means to be a professional driving company or an entrepreneur or, you know, just some ways to, to stay connected. And then the other thing he said that was very important was, um, was the freedom that you, you've got, like with your job, you know, like you are um, able to, you know, take your kids to school and be a part of the community, sponsor that that team. So um, is that one of the reasons you still do this? Because it is hard, right? It, it, it's difficult sometimes to make sure you're finding the right client and to make sure the money's coming in. So why do you still do this? You know, what, would it be easier to, to go into, you know, a different field and why, 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 why tourism when it's such a challenge? Well, of course, uh, it's a huge passion of mine. As I said, uh, since I was a little kid, uh, I love to travel everywhere in the world. And uh, every time I have a request, a new guest, I try to put myself in their shoes. Uh, I try to think of uh, their expectations. And I've been especially to uh, America today, in the United States, and which is still today currently uh, where the majority, the vast majority of my guests is from. So it's important for me to, to know your culture and uh, to, to, to understand where you come from, you know. Um, and um, 
the reason why I do this job and why I love it is uh, because uh, I believe that uh, feelings uh, that of course can come through experiences from uh, from our uh, life experiences so from travels uh, can stay with us uh, probably forever so if you experience uh, a very good uh, time in Italy doing uh, I mean, uh, a wine tasting that I recommended or even with me personally even better if I can um, it really enriches me as a as a human being as a person uh, it, it makes me go through the day I mean it, may, for, it makes me forget uh, all the troubles in the world uh, if I see someone smiling someone's happy because I set up a, an experience a tour uh, there is nothing uh, that really makes me happier, uh, really, uh, because I know that they're going home and they, they're bringing, they're bringing uh, what I did for them uh, home with them. So oh. it's uh, it's huge. I mean, something that really I find difficult is explaining with words. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's something that. Uh, can stay in your, in your heart forever and uh, like you and I you see uh, we will become such a, such close friends family and uh, I, I feel richer much much richer if I had a, a fat bank account <laughs> now that I know you I, I'd rather have you in my life than a fat bank account much 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 better strong words well, let's see. Next time I come, just do the whole trip for free. I mean, I've any got Absolutely. <laughs> we'll do what we can. <laughs> You're so right, though. It really is wonderful to um, to have that feeling of having um, enriched someone else's life, which also brings us enrichment. So in the industry, I think a lot of us do it for that reason. And it's funny. So many people think, oh, they have this many vehicles or they, they travel all the time. They must be really wealthy. You know, and it's not true. You know, the bank is really wealthy because they're the ones who own the vehicle. You know, we're just driving, getting, doing what we have to do. But you're right. I mean, that that feeling that you get when you really do um, make someone happy and know that they're talking about that trip they took with you for years to come and they refer others and they come back again. You know, that's that's exactly how um, we build our business, too. So it's another good takeaway is that you want to make sure that whenever you have people there, Remember that you are going to be a part of their their um, their memories forever, whether or not it's not that great or it's spectacular. You're a part of a really important, impactful moment in someone's life. So, and I love how seriously you take that responsibility. Um, I think that you really do internalize and you feel that I've got to make sure that these people have the time of their lives because they're trusting me with something so precious as time. You know, time is definitely, I think since 2020, time has become more precious than money to a lot of us. And so we want to make sure that when we are spending our money, we're doing it in a way that's going to be fantastic. So um, thank you for caring so much about your people, about your your clients. Um, tell us a little bit about the kind of services you offered. We had talked about uh, the budget, trying to reach, you know, fit everyone's budget. How do you, how, what, what what is it that you do that that makes it so you can, go from somebody who maybe is a, a single traveling student who might just stay in a hostel to, you know, retirees 
who have, you know, an, an endless budget to do, I don't know, crazy things like helicopter rides. <laughs> you know, so how, how, how do you have a, such a swing in, in, in what you have available? Tell us a little bit about the services you offer. Well, um, thank you again for a, a beautiful question. Uh, very useful for uh, our conversation. Um, well, uh, uh, of course, it's uh, you touch another uh, great, but uh, uh, great point of my activity of my of my mission here of my job, um, because it's uh, the most often uh, question that I get asked: uh, Do you do this? What do you do? What, I mean, even through emails, even by Americans, uh, even after they visit my website, they they wonder if and how I do certain travel services so uh, i strive every day to be understood uh, and be as clear as possible uh, in the large net of the internet mm -hmm. and um, I, I try to be as clear as uh, as as i can uh, we cover everywhere in italy every region we provide uh, it i mean um, private drivers and private guides everywhere in italy so from the minute you land, you arrive at an airport in Italy, Rome, Milan, Naples, Florence, anywhere, we can have a driver right there with a beautiful car, clean, with a sign at the arrival terminal, holding a sign with your name on it right there and taking you to your hotel. You relax, you set uh, at your hotel. The next day you take a beautiful tour with us, you explore the area. Or if you are in a beautiful artistic city like Rome, Florence, Venice, we have local guides and I recommend to take a walking tour, which is less expensive if you, if you stay already in the city center. You just have someone picking you up uh, on foot walking and you do a couple of museums or a food tour or a wine tasting or a cooking class. You have uh, someone escorting you through the narrow alleys of a, a beautiful city, or in Venice, uh, you have someone uh, uh, booking your gondola service uh, for 30 minutes, one hour, uh, visiting the Jewish ghetto rather than uh, the, uh, the, the, the Doge's Palace. I mean, um, we try to mix uh, major landmarks with uh, some um, little, uh, I mean, uh, less known, uh, uh, less known um, sites, basically, and um, what I try to 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 make as clear as possible is that we uh, we wish to know as many information as we can from from a guest when we get uh, a text or email or a call because it's so important for us. Uh, we hit to the on the head there, Roberto, when you said that you mix it up so. You may have a smaller budget, so maybe that means it's a tour with others instead of private, right. walking instead of driving, um, mixing up, you know, um, certain like, you know, things like the museums that aren't very expensive, and then they can go and explore, you know, the city center on their own. So you really do, you create freedom for your guests. Um, I can definitely attest to that. When we had several days baked in where there was nothing planned, but you still said, okay, well, if you're still going to be in this area, here are some places where the locals love to eat. If you want me to make a reservation, I will make sure that you've got a table. You know, so you really made it so that people can understand um, 
how to enjoy Italy on their own, along with maybe putting one big, you know, exciting, expensive thing in there, but all of these things that you can do that don't cost a lot of money. So a great takeaway for, for operators to remember is, you know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, bringing them sandwiches and paper bags for every day <laughs> and they can only walk around. You know, if, if you know enough about your destination, you can, you can mix and match some things that cost a little bit more along with some things that are less expensive. So even someone on a budget can really have an amazing experience. And it's because of what you know about the area. I tell everyone who I recommend to you, everyone I refer, I say, listen, I think this guy has a photographic memory because when you're driving from the airport, he'll pass a building and he'll know exactly what that building is, what the history is. And, you know, you'll pass some ruins or something interesting looking and he's like, oh yeah, that's this. And this, this is why it's important in Italy. Or, you know, or sometimes I would ask questions like, oh, what's that? And they're like, that's nothing. That's the coffee shop. <laughs> you know, so. Sometimes they make it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They make it up. Yeah, they don't know the difference. So yeah, so you really do find a way to make people feel um, heard and understood. You so make us feel, yeah, you make us feel um, like we can afford to have a beautiful vacation, even if we're on something of a budget. And we also feel when we're with your guides or with, with you, we're with somebody who actually is from there and knows the area, not someone who read a book about it. And then is just regurgitating, you know, just spitting out what they were told. No, people who grew up there. So it really does make a huge difference. And the fact that you can, you know, take people throughout the entire country means it's easier for us as fellow operators who are going to be asked, hey, I'm going to go to Italy sometime, Lene, do you know anyone? I say, I got a guy. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't matter where. Well, I want to go in the north. Yeah, I got a guy. Ah, I want to go to Sicily. I got the same guy. So... So it's it is it is really unique. Most you know most people, even you know some yeah smaller countries sure they'll know a lot. But I could I was talking to people from Portugal. Um, I think isn't Portugal smaller than Italy? And you yeah. know there are some who, who only knew the Douro region or Porto or Lisbon. They didn't do all three. You know so um, it's really special that you do the entire country well, not not just a little bit. You know you're not googling tour guides in Venice if you want to if you, people want to go to Venice. You know someone in Venice who knows Venice, who does Venice, you know? So I think that's really special. Um, what did you go to school for, Roberto? If it wasn't tourism and it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't in this industry, what did you study and what were your plans before you ended up becoming touring Italy? Well, uh, I'm still Roberto touring Italy. is Roberto, but uh, uh, really... Uh, there's still a very long way to to be to be more known. <laughs> so, and one more thing: the more you talk, the more I keep writing and keep adding things that I would <laughs> would love to say. Like <laughs> talking to you, it's so amazing that uh, I would have uh, really hundreds of topics later to at least at least. What's in your notes? What's on your list? I'll tell you later. Okay, I try to. I want. I want to try to keep it to your question. Try to answer your question. Um, well, uh, well, I went to school. Uh, I went to school because uh, I wanted. I wanted to make my father proud. And <laughs> which sounds... that's such an Italian man answer. I love it. I love it. 
And I, I wanted to make them proud of me because I, I was, uh, and I still am the, the last of three, uh, of three boys. And, uh, through high school, I was uh, only into fun and didn't even care about, uh, books, uh, nothing, nothing, man. Uh, and being my father, a uh, high school teacher, uh, very well known in my town, uh, I knew that uh, through my high school years, I was a kind of a shame for him because everyone knew me and uh, they couldn't wrap their head around the fact that I was Professor D'Alessandro's son. Okay, new bit. <laughs> Not for a kid? <laughs> but to me, I mean, I wasn't doing anything really bad. I mean, I was just, uh, you know, careless uh, kid. Uh, only into sport and girls and fun and going out. Just, uh, but I, I did love going to school because I love meeting my friends every day. I, I would hate uh, being at home on my own, uh, nothing to do. Uh, and then uh, with university, I knew that uh, I had to I had to take a, a path. Uh, I knew that uh, there there was no good job available for me with the high school diploma out there. Wrong. So I, uh, I had to, I have to do something. I wasn't good. I wasn't really good in math. Uh, I, I couldn't go to med school because I was uh, scared of blood of my own blood. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, I love to travel. And I said, uh, uh, well, uh, this, uh, when I heard of uh, international diplomatic relations, this name really made me fell in love with it. Uh, it made me dream. Uh, I thought, wow, I, I can travel. I can be a diplomat. I can do this. I can do that. I can be rich. I can be known. Yeah. Uh, you know, it made me dream. Uh, none of it happened, of course. Uh, <laughs> but I did the study and completed it in five years as I was supposed to because I took it very, very seriously. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially I made uh, learning English a huge mission of my life. So well, that's really a huge difference in your in your clientele for your business. So you definitely all roads kept leading you toward tourism. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because while I was doing that, I had to learn English. Uh, uh, I I I told I keep I kept told I keep sorry I kept telling myself that I had to be extremely good. So um, uh, that no average level of English will would have been uh, good enough for my career, which, whichever career I was, gonna, I was going to have. So uh, I, I moved to Washington, D.C. for uh, over six months. I had, uh, the, the, I had the time of my life, you know, I had uh, such a wonderful experience. I took an amazing English class in Arlington, Virginia. I was in a... Uh, in the metro, on the bus, every day, exploring on my own, a new neighborhood, uh, new friends, uh, going out with my former girlfriend at the time, which I'm extremely grateful for. Uh, she was really uh, an amazing uh, phase of my life uh, before I, I met my wife, so she cannot be jealous. <laughs> Your friend. Yeah, different. <laughs> Uh, tell us a little bit about what uh, what you love to do most with the work for your guests. What what makes it really special for you 
And what do you find that they seem to appreciate the most about the way you run touring Italy? Well, uh, well, it's a beautiful question. Uh, I don't know. I have to think. Uh, of course, like I said uh, probably before, uh, the ultimate goal is uh, to have everyone happy and be intent uh, at the end of the trip and be uh, and, and be kept in their 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 memories. Uh, that is the most amazing uh, gift that I can get from my job. Uh, which uh, only sometimes feels like a job only for certain aspects, but uh, not every time. Uh, because uh, working with my guests is uh, 99% of the times is pure joy and, and, and fun. Uh, of course, uh, the stress may come from uh, situations being uh, uh, all on top of each, of each other. You know, uh, we work with a season which tends to be, uh, thankfully, uh, very busy. Uh, but, uh, you know, those days, uh, your, your, your head is all over the place. I mean, uh, <laughs> you have, uh, I mean, I have people uh, at the same time uh, all over Italy doing tours, and uh, you have to think of everything. You need to think ahead. You need to think before a problem exists. You need, you need to prevented from happening uh, uh, you know you need to check millions millions of things at, at, at a time and you, because you strive to 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 have everything uh, working perfectly for your guests I mean that's the that's the mission that's why that's why sometimes I stress myself uh, uh, about that and uh, I can be a little bit of a pain for my uh, for my friends who work with me and for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you like to make sure the details are correct and make it better for everyone. I think the logistics are something that all of us can relate to. Um, logistics are are the core of what we do at the end of the day. You know, we're right. coordinating, like you said. So so let's see, you could have a shore excursion where you've got uh, somebody picking up someone who's coming off of a cruise and has to be back at, on a very specific schedule. Um, you have people who are taking multi-day, you know, tours with you. Um, you have people who your 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 team is just driving for, right? And then you also have others like like with my family, um, planning full you know multi day vacations that have everything from tours and excursions and dining and um, you know maybe it's ferries to Capri or you know Ischia things like that. So you can have all of those at the same time. I mean, how many how many people do you have working at one time? Like on your busiest day, how many different tours would you be running? You know, on, on one day. Well, a uh, good uh, two, three, three hands. If I had a third hand, <laughs> on, a, on a on a busy day, uh, like you said, uh, perfectly, uh, like always. Uh, you, you know my business better than than myself. <laughs> well, I gotta say, I'm I'm a little addicted to you know touring Italy your way because you just made everything we wanted come true and then some things that were just surprises that made it even better. I'm going to share one with people because people need to understand that this is, um, it, 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 you take tourism and you take, um, you take giving uh, travelers uh, an experience to the next level. So there was a day that we didn't have anything planned. We were in Sorrento and uh, you know, you knew that you were going to see us the next day for our cooking class, but you said, Hey, 
you know, um, I know you don't have anything on the schedule today, but if you want, I can pick you up in the square in Sorrento and take you to this con. <laughs> and then you can even walk back down to the town. It's very, you know, it's very nice. We're like, sounds great. Let's do it. So it was myself, my husband, and my son. And so you took us to, is it La Fargente? Was that the name of the, the La Sorgente. It means the source. The source. Okay. Well, and that applies because they made everything, right? They grew, right? They grow their own vegetables. They make the cheese. And, and we got to see Maria making cheese. And so it was just so nice. First of all, you guys, when you walk in there, Roberto's a rock star. They're like, hey, Roberto, come with that. And then like, you know, big hugs. And, you know, when he walks in, his people are treated like, like kings and queens. So we get to a table, we get a jug of wine, they bring us out some food. So then we go and watch Maria, you know, making the cheese. And she's been doing this for, I don't know how long. Um, how long have you been taking people there, Roberto? Yes. Uh... So they're my friends now, like uh, like you, because uh, I've been going there uh, since 2012. So wow. I've been uh, over 10 years already. Uh, I know everyone in the family. It's a very large family. And uh, they are really uh, such a big example of uh, how families uh, should be. They help each other. They are always there for each other. They do fight. Sometimes they do see them fighting. Uh, yeah, uh, they they work uh, a fast-paced, uh, you know, uh, business uh, too. So, so certain times, like like uh, that day when you came, and uh, they 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 need to be up and running every day. And I love to bring my guests there uh, because they see how uh, like a normal family uh, can uh, can live and grow natural. Uh, products uh, in their own land, uh, actually in the center of Sorrento, which is amazing. And uh, this uh, brings me um, to, to think of, uh, of, of another aspects of our jobs, uh, which uh, I think we haven't talked about, but it is really crucial. Uh, complaints and reviews, if you allow me uh, a few seconds. Um, yeah, of course. Since you brought this up, you brought this up um, they're my friends, and I've I've been telling them everything. Uh, you know, uh, uh, over ten years, uh, uh, I basically had everyone super happy about uh, this experience. Um, mm -hmm. One time, uh, lately in October, um, I had a couple or a short excursion on a private tour from Naples, going there for lunch, uh, and they booked the tour. Um, I guess I can say the the name of the company since uh, <laughs> it's a it's a big company. It's a Sean Excursions Group, which I pride uh, I'm, I'm proud and happy to cooperate with uh, since uh, 2017. Uh, they 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 booked it there and they had lunch there and they 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 thought it, it wasn't it wasn't a good experience. So since you were um, talking uh, so highly of it, uh, like. 99% of the guests that I brought there, this makes me think of how subjective uh, when uh, uh, these experiences can be. Uh, we we don't we don't uh, we don't sell products. We 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 provide uh, travel experiences uh, right. to 
or to people in in the world uh, everyone's in the world is different has a different background different language different expectations and uh, you know uh, even something that is so strong and so good for everyone i was so confident i am i mean i'm confident that uh, 99% of the people love it there can be one person that does not like it complains about it once every foul or uh, writes uh, a, a bad review about it so um uh, this uh, is uh, like a uh, of course uh, when it happens multiple times it needs to be uh, raised a, a red flag like you say in english sure. but now uh, this wasn't this wasn't the case but you know this just makes me think of uh, how uh, how fragile our business is because uh, it's all based on uh, impressions thoughts uh, feelings and it can uh, i mean even the same experience uh, can be uh, also uh, experienced in a different way uh, depending on the when in the year you get there which sure. time of the day and how you feel when you i mean that of course there is a, a millions of other aspects that uh, personal aspects uh, uh, you need to be prepared i guess uh, to to have a to have a travel experience you need to be uh, open open uh, and uh, um, as I was saying uh, one important thing about my services if you allow me um, you were saying uh, that I provide short excursions as well as uh, multi-day trips and that's very true um, and uh, you also said before that uh, I do this on a private base as well as uh, uh, group tours um, and this is uh, something that I'm really, really proud of because I'm a very, I am still a very small company. Uh, 2023 is going to be my first year with uh, a team of five uh, people working uh, directly only for me. I'm, I'm still, a, but I'm still very small, you see. And well, uh, even though I was and I'm still am very small, Already four years ago, actually five years ago, I allowed myself, uh, I proposed a small group tour of the Amalfi Coast, which is something that uh, in Naples, as a short excursions, only big companies with over 50, 100 cars do. I, I, because I take risks, I love to take risks. That's why also I love do I love doing this job. I thought that um, since short excursions can be so expensive for uh, cruise passengers, uh, especially private short excursions, I wanted I wanted to have a, a good service at a res reasonable rate. Okay, so basically. What I propose is uh, for my guests to experience a small tour. So two, four, six, eight people max in in our van uh, for uh, less the money that they would pay on board of a cruise, and they would then they would end up on a big bus if they book on through the cruise line. 
I like a boutique a, a type of thing that they offer on the cruise, but um, you do it for a smaller group and for, for less, so people have a different kind of experience. Yes, and it works uh, greatly both ways because they get to experience uh, something on a basically on a private level, uh, spending uh, so little money, and we get to we get to actually make more money uh, than if we did a private tour. Uh, on top of it, on top of it, we personally have the opportunity to meet different people on a, on the same day people who, who guess who they they, they do, do not know one another so that is really enriching sometimes it is challenging it is very challenging absolutely uh, because of course everyone uh, says something different and wants to do something different but we try to keep everyone on track we say hey we only have seven hours let's make the most out of it uh, let's make the most out of our time together. It takes already one hour and a half to travel from Naples port to the Amalfi Coast and back. So uh, we try to have everyone agreeing on the same itinerary. Right. Of course, we make recommendations, and um, and I think it works. Uh, uh, it works great. Uh, they feel safe with us uh, because. Uh, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, uh, Naples is has still uh, um, a bad reputation, especially online. Uh, yeah, people uh, look up Naples online. Um, when they come to Naples, they they may ask me um, why is Naples so famous, uh, so unsafe. They say that it's unsafe, and the minute they meet us, they they feel perfect, perfectly safe. Uh, because yeah, uh, I mean, uh, they get into our clean vans. We explain the day. I mean, uh, we tell them uh, what to expect, what time they're gonna be back. Like you said, it's very important to meet uh, cruise lines and cruise ships' uh, schedules. And one more thing, uh, you said uh, you said uh, a beautiful quote. I got a guy. Uh, <laughs> I got a guy, uh, which I'm so thankful for. Uh, well, I, I think, uh, like you said, it, uh, for uh, on, if I were a guest, uh, if I were uh, some someone planning a trip to Italy, I think it's really convenient to have one yeah. one stop shop, like you say in English, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's so convenient. I mean, they don't have to ask anybody else. I can cover everything. I can all help them with hotels. Transfers, tours, di uh, dinner reservations, skip line tickets for museums. You know, uh, they they can even ask. New slogan. I think it's your new slogan, Roberto. No matter where you want to go in Italy, you got a guy. <laughs> you got a guy. <laughs> and uh, and another thing that we said earlier was um, was the the budget. The, of course, everyone has a different budget, and we try to meet everyone's budget. And, mm -hmm. and some, sometimes uh, I propose either only the driver service or the guide service, depending which one is needed the most, especially if I see them uh, on a budget. And yeah. being myself on the field, uh, being a driver, having uh, met so many guests in the previous years, 
has uh, allowed me the opportunity to um, to understand that uh, it's very easy. Uh, I mean, it can be very easy to to give a to give a tour. Um, you just need to be very clear. You need to be giving meeting points to to guests, and when uh, that that saves uh, both parties uh, time and, and and money. Uh, if you don't want to have a guided tour, someone uh, like walking with you all the time. Um, well, another big issue for this business, I think, um, that I'm experiencing also this year, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why, is uh, trust. Like you said, trust, of course, because, uh, well, thankfully we have the internet, right? So I can be found even though I live in a forget, forgotten little town in south of Italy. <laughs> But then, of course, uh, there are millions of other companies like me out there and uh, doing a similar activity like mine. So I need to stand out. I need to build a trusting relationship with uh, guests every time, every time. So every every time is different. And um, since, uh, like I, uh, I've, since I, uh, bad experiences have happened to me, and I've explained it to you uh, earlier, um, clients not paying because I was uh, too easy. I wasn't asking for a credit card. This year, I'm asking a credit card uh, to anyone. And Absolutely. I think that's the hard part when you're talking about 99% of the business being wonderful because it's with your guests. It's the back end that can really sometimes be stressful how long it takes to maybe get licenses, um, you know, and permissions from, you know, the government, um, you know, making sure that, that, that you're matching up the timing and the drivers with the right, you know, the right kind of guests. There's a lot that goes into the back end of it before you have this beautiful, smooth experience, you know? So I think those logistics can really be hard to deal with. Let me ask you two more questions. Um, one question is, sorry, excuse me, I sneezed a couple of times. Um, but one of my questions, is so going forward, you know, this year you said you're changing some things like, you know, collecting more of the credit cards and doing things um, just to make it easier on those communications. Um, when you when you're talking about having someone who does have a bad experience, this is something a lot of tour operators struggle with. What do you do if somebody's going to give you a, is giving a bad review or saying, oh, you took me to this place. I really didn't like it. What is your solution to that? How do you handle those kinds of complaints? Well, uh, my first reaction um, is to is curiosity. I want to know why, how, why they are complaining. I want I want to know, and this is another issue. Uh, when this happens through um, direct services that we operate directly. It's much easier because the guest pick, picks up the phone, calls me, Roberto, yeah, today wasn't so great. And yeah. I'm super happy, super happy to be there 30 minutes, one hour listening to what happened. Even feelings, like we said, even feelings. Uh, last yeah. year, last year, I had a, a beautiful norm, I mean, a beautiful nice family from the US um uh, they, they they were doing tours in Rome 
Vatican's and Coliseum, and everything went smoothly like planned. But they simply did not enjoy the tour because of the attitude of the guide. Okay. So, you know, we, when it comes to these things, uh, technically, they were not, um, there were in their conditions, a, they, they, they were not entitled to a refund. But I did give it to them, a full refund, because I saw that they were unhappy and uh, I listened to the lady almost an hour on the phone she told me every uh, every little thing that they felt as a family when they were with that guy. Interesting. Well, uh, you know, um, when you and I also, of course, uh, heard from from the guide another uh, hour on the phone talking, and <laughs> um, everyone has a different opinion, of course. So, what what had gone, and I'm in the middle. Truth is in the middle somewhere, right? Um, uh, uh, I, I tend to give my guests uh, the right and I tend to give refunds when I'm asked, although uh, I know that I should be a little stronger on this uh, because, uh, of course, uh, um, there are also, there may be people out there who take advantage of uh, uh, oh, sure. uh, of the fact that they, they, may, they, they may see me uh, too soft uh, on the matter. Uh, no. But when I see someone unhappy about an experience, you know, we talk ab about something that is not tangible, you know. Uh, you, yeah, it's, like you said, it's really it's Well, and I think that what you did, what you did really well with those situations is uh, listening. I mean, you listen to the guide, you listen to the to the, the guest, and then you do whatever you can, you know, to try to to make it better. Can't go back, you know, in time, obviously, you know, but. It's great that you listen. I think the biggest thing people need to take away um, is what really sets your business apart and keeps people coming back is the fact, plain and simple, you communicate, you listen, you know the area, um, and you create these experiences, but you make them feel like they can trust you to do the best. And if it doesn't go perfectly, they can trust you to address it. So in any relationship, I think that's what's most important. How do you stay up in tourism on things? What are you doing to make sure that you know about trends or are you know connecting with other tour operators? How what what are some of the things that you've got planned to continue your relationships within our industry? Well, as I mentioned to you last night when we were friendly chatting uh, over uh, our phones, uh, finally this year in March, in a couple of uh, months. Uh, I'm going to go to Berlin to attend the arrival event uh, in Europe this year, which was postponed since 2020. So it's been, uh, it's been two years. It's been, two, I mean, three years, three years. I've been rushing for it for three years. And wow. uh, I had lost uh, my flight tickets, my hotel reservations, but likely arrival cut my ticket. So at least that one is uh, saved. So I'm, I'm using my credit to attend uh, this event. And I'm going to go there. I'm going to fly to Berlin. And I'm going to hope to meet uh, as many as uh, other uh, entrepreneurs like me. Uh, hopefully meet Chris. I'm going to ask. I don't know. And uh, or uh, there is a bunch of uh, oppor hidden opportunities out there that we don't even know. And I just need to to meet uh, 
the right people, people who, who, who are as passionate as me about tourism. So I'm going to be there. I'm going to, I'm going to have fun. And, uh, uh, that that's what I try to do. You know, I try to attend events now that we can, I try to, I try to be active on social media, of course, Facebook and Instagram, especially. And, uh, you know, I try to, I try to see the, the new trends, uh, just uh, talking through through people, uh, you know, I'll be there. I mean, I try to watch the news. I try to, I try to talk to, to my guests whenever I meet them. Uh, I listen to their trips, to what they do, uh, to what they expect. Uh, it's interesting also when they doing short excursions, uh, in one trip, it's like doing many trips because they stop every day in a different country. So they tell us different type of stories. <laughs> that is wonderful. Well, you definitely have a, an amazing way of connecting with people and your social media and your page has over 6,000, you know, followers on it. You've got a really active uh, group where we all talk about touring and about Italy and sharing pictures and photos of things and your Instagram, you show images. So I think we can uh, kind of close this out and let you understand that communicating with your guests is really important. Um, I hope everybody goes and looks at your social media because when they see the beautiful images that you post, they're going to understand why people are drawn to you, why they're drawn to your company, and why Touring Italy is one of the best companies I've ever worked with for tourism. So I just want to thank you for uh, making making time to talk with us today. And uh, we're going to go over some of the takeaways, you know, when we talk about, you know, when this episode comes out, a little bit more about what it is that you do to stand out. Um, do you have any last things you'd like to share with us? We've got about 30 seconds left. Well, uh, the only thing that I can say is a huge thank you to you and Chris for allowing me this opportunity. This was my first time, but I really enjoyed it. And uh, I'm so grateful. So, so grateful. Uh, well, thank felt, you, Roberto. Grazie. I felt like, I feel like uh, uh, I, I've, I've uh, shared only a small piece of what I do because, of course, <laughs> you understand, you know, our head is all over the place. We need to take care of so many aspects. Yeah. So, well, we're going to have to make a part two. <laughs> all right. All right. I count on that. Um, it was so you. awesome talking to you and introducing you to everyone. Thank you to Mitch and to your Chris for Torpreneur for this opportunity on the podcast. And we're looking forward to another episode, another day. In the meantime, grazie. Ciao. Grazie mille. Ciao.